because you get up early, Jeff Sloan has to get up early to host the pre-W Smith show. And that's what you are listening to now on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. A lot of us having to look at our budgets these days due to inflationary pressure and all the rest and think, I got to cut something in order to just stay afloat, stay where I am and be able to meet the obligations that I currently have and have had and the lifestyle I've enjoyed. Something's got to give, right? Prices are higher, no more money coming in and got to make ends meet somehow and got to make the budget work. Well, one of the areas that's having the greatest struggle these days, look out, it's going to be more and more, I think, is people are cutting their streaming subscriptions because that's something that can go. That's a luxury that, of course, many of us enjoy having all of those channel options, entertainment options, and so on. But when something's got to give, people are cutting their streaming subscriptions. Here to tell us all about it, Reed Alexander, correspondent and insider. Reed, tell us what's going on with streaming subscriptions being canceled as a result of inflationary pressure. So there's some new research coming out, which shows that, you know, now we are probably more than a year into record pandemic era inflation that has been creating pain for a lot of consumers. And the research shows that as people have had to rejigger their budgets and find that there's less discretionary funding available as more and more is being siphoned away for staples like gas or groceries or dog food, you know, naturally they're having to make difficult choices with wages really stagnating about how they're going to sort of move around the chess pieces on the board and how they're going to allocate their income. And one of the first things that we've noticed has been called from some consumers' budgets is streaming, streaming services. On average, according to a new uh, survey from the consulting firm Deloitte, consumers are spending more than $50 a month, younger consumers in the U.S. on streaming. And for a lot of people, that's money that really could be spent on a week's worth of gas or is vital money to spend at the supermarket. So they're cutting back. And this creates real pain for the streamers because big streaming companies, think about like Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV Plus, they have historically measured success based on subscriber numbers. So as churn increases, churn meaning the number of people who are subscribing and canceling, and many more people than in the past are saying that cost-related pressures and inflation are responsible for this, that could create difficulty for the streaming companies in the months and potentially even years ahead. Yeah, really interesting. And so from Deloitte's 2023 Digital Media Trends Survey, you point out in your article, you highlight that 44% of consumers have canceled at least one of these streaming services in the past six months. This is exactly the kind of thing you're referring to. And that's the data right there. Almost half of the people, half of consumers have now canceled that as a way to offset the pain of inflation. That's exactly right. 44%, nearly one in two people who have a streamer say that in the past six months, they've canceled one of them. Um, That is the highest level of churn that Deloitte, the firm that was responsible for this survey, has observed in roughly five years of tracking this metric. Uh, You know, we spoke to one of the researchers responsible who pointed to unprecedented inflation, that's a quote of his, as being responsible for this. Um, Now, it's important to remember that even as nearly half of consumers cancel a streamer, uh, you know, the vast majority, nearly nine out of 10, continue to pay for at least one video subscription. Um, You know, there are all different tiers that people can pay for, right? Like Netflix has their premium subscription, which is ad-free. That's nearly $20 a month. But then they have a much less expensive, roughly $7 a month offering with advertisements included. So a lot of people are what's happening in a phenomenon called cannibalization, 
you know, those lower cost tiers that have been rolled out last year and a bid to attract new subscribers have actually been siphoning a lot of the customers that were paying the higher level off to that less expensive level. Um, but I thought the most interesting takeaway from the Deloitte research was even beyond just the fact that 44% of overall consumers in the U.S. have canceled the subscription, about a third of millennial age consumers, people in their 20s and 30s, and roughly the same number, about 30% of Gen Z age consumers have canceled as a result of inflation. And, you know, that's a real pain point for streamers because younger folks, they tend to be really engaged in new content. Of course, there's the potential to convert them to long-term subscribers, long-term consumers. And we're seeing there isn't a lot of brand loyalty on the part of younger consumers toward these companies. And actually, they've developed a very interesting technique that I'll pause here and we can talk about. But it's sort of starting and stopping. It's, you know, subscribing and then canceling once they watch a show and considering maybe adding back later, which is exactly what the streamers do not want to happen. Absolutely. Well said. That indeed is a cautionary note for those at the old canary in the coal mine with respect to the future business prospects for these streaming platforms. Of course, if times turn around, then likely people will start picking up their subscriptions again. What do people do? Though, in the absence, is there, were you able to glean anything from your research about what people do instead? If they let their streaming go, what am I going to do, <laughs> right? A lot of people, it's embedded in their lifestyles. Well, especially for older consumers. You know, we did see that the older constituencies that were tracked in the research, particularly boomers, Gen Xers, mature individuals over the age of 75, you know, they are the least likely, the least prone to cancel. And that's partly because they may have more discretionary funding. Another reason could be perhaps they spend more time closer to home. They're not quite as mobile. So, you know, having consistent entertainment really matters to them. And another very simple reason that the researchers pointed to and proffered as, you know, a reason why they may be stickier is because it's harder for them to cancel. They may not be as easily able to navigate the user interfaces of a lot of these streamers to find where that cancel subscription or manage your membership tab is, because I can promise you from experience, it's not that easy to find. Um, but what do people do? You know, life goes on. And we did speak to a lot of younger people who said, I'm really disappointed that I don't have this anymore. But I binged a few shows I wanted to watch within the right. course of like a month or two. And now I'm back out in the world. Yeah. So this binging thing, let me touch on that. That's where you sign up, you pay for it for a period of time that you want to watch your favorite show, whatever it means. You binge on it, get it all in, and you're out again. You're in and out. You know, we spoke to one couple from Colorado that exemplifies exactly what you're saying. They're professional photographers. So as the pandemic has waned, they have had less of a dependence on the streamers. They're back out in the world. They're enjoying Colorado's nature scene. They're working more. But there's a show coming that they really want to watch on Apple TV Plus called Severance. It has its second season coming. The first season was widely praised by critics. And this couple told us in the course of our reporting that their plan is as soon as Severance launches, they're going to subscribe, they're going to binge it all in a couple of weeks, and then they're going to cancel again and get out. And, you know, this kind of fits and starts approach really undercuts what the streamers need to accomplish because in the past, all they needed to do to convince Wall Street investors that they were a good bet was show that every month or every quarter, their subscriber numbers were going up and to the right. Whether those subscribers chose to leave a few months later wasn't really of interest to investors. But now the gambit has changed and investors are starting to ask, well, are you able to sustain these people? Are you able to maintain the consumer audiences that you're developing and building? 
And as churn continues to go up because people don't have enough discretionary, you know, funding, it's going to make it very hard for those streamers to say that that is, in fact, the proposition that they're offering. You know, within streaming circles for the past few years, everyone has touted this approach of quality over quantity, produce fewer shows, but make better shows with A-list stars, big directors, you know, really phenomenal casts and plot lines. But that begs the question, well, does that feed into this fits and starts kind of subscription behavior where you have a couple of shows every year that are really great and people subscribe to see those. But if your quality is strong, but your quantity is lacking, people aren't going to stick around because they're going to watch once and move on. Sure. So that's going to be a real debate that the streamers will have to deal with. Sure. It's all a cost benefit thing. Am I getting the value and so on? And so that's a critical part of the equation. Reed Alexander, correspondent at Insider, headed to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 